Watches and timepieces have always been a sought-after luxury gift, with generous aftermarket values and a history of forgery and connection to royalty. Big Ben, the bell at the top of the world's most famous clock tower, renamed Elizabeth Tower after Queen Elizabeth, has always been rumored to be stolen. But that is a story for another day. This story is about another queen, the $30 million watch commissioned for Mary Antoinette, which was stolen along with 105 other timepieces from a museum in Jerusalem. Over the night of April 15, 1983, 106 clocks and watches were stolen from the L.A. Mayor Museum. The police originally assumed they were looking for a whole team of thieves, but instead, it was just one man. Out of these expensive, rare, and one-of-a-kind timepieces, one watch, known as the Queen, was taken. It's not just an expensive watch. It's the most expensive watch valued at over $30 million. The Queen was made for Marie Antoinette, commissioned in 1783 by Count Hans Axel von Fersen. You really don't need to remember his name. But he was an admirer and alleged lover of the French Queen. I personally think we can drop the word alleged here, considering he commissioned the most complex and beautiful watch the world had ever seen. I think they were probably lovers. That's safe to say. I'll get back to the heist in a second, but first we have to understand just how incredible this watch was. It was so intricate and elegant, like a cathedral clock in the space of a pocket watch. It was made of gold with a clear crystal face, allowing the owner to see the moving parts. In the late 1700s, this was such a feat of ingenuity that it took over 44 years to complete. You heard me correctly, 44 years to make this watch. Both the count who commissioned the piece, and the intended owner died long before the watch was ever completed. So instead of being admired by Marie Antoinette, this timepiece spent its decades riding around in the coat pockets of other nobility. Okay, so back to the heist. April 15th, 1983, a man stopped his car in front of a pale three-story building. The L.A. Mayor Museum for Islamic Art. The guards had just finished patrolling the perimeter of this locked museum, and they were settling down to read and nap. I know the thought of having sleeping security guards is a comedy cliche, but in this case, that's exactly what happened. The driver parked his car and approached this heavy iron gate. He had been planning this heist for months. He knew exactly where the timepiece was, in a display case at the back of the museum. He also knew that this glass display case was not connected to any alarm. After all, the museum was locked up and they had 24-hour security guards. Why would they ever need an alarm? Once our thief was sure the guards had done their rounds, he pulled out a hydraulic jack from his car and fit it between the metal bars cranking the bars open just enough so that he could slip through. He then used a rope ladder and hooks to climb 10 feet up the side of the building to an 18-inch tall window that he could open with a screwdriver. Over the course of the night, he would steal more than half of this watch collection. Working quickly and quietly, 
he repeatedly shuttled these timepieces back to his car. Sometime before 10.30 the next morning, April 16th, the thief decided he had enough watches for his collection and drove off to vanish into the Jerusalem night. The museum director was understandably distraught and upset by this heist. He hired a private investigator to hopefully recover these missing pieces of history. The investigator could not find any suspects. He checked the auction houses, antique dealers, and private collectors from Tel Aviv to Moscow, but every lead was a dead end. Fast forward more than two decades after the theft, August 2006. A noticeably pregnant woman walked into an antique shop in Tel Aviv to have some items evaluated. This woman had been hired over the phone by another woman living in the US. The client wanted to return some objects to the Mayer Museum, but her only stipulation was the transaction needed to be anonymous. Apparently, this American woman was now in the possession of a few boxes of clocks and watches that were owned by her late husband. The boxes were hidden in Tel Aviv in a storage facility. Her husband had only told her about them at the very end of his life during a battle with cancer. He revealed to her something that was remarkable. It took her breath away. He told her these timepieces belonged to the Mayer Museum, and he had stolen them over two decades before. The watches were returned to the museum, most of them in good shape, some slightly damaged. But there, wrapped in yellow newsprint like a forgotten Christmas ornament, was the queen, in pristine condition. Non-disclosure agreements were signed to try and protect the anonymity, but that was just between the American woman and the museum. This did not stop the police from continuing their investigation. And in the storage facility where the watches were kept, they found their clues which led them to discover the thief. His name was Naaman Diller. Diller was a reclusive criminal and a repeat offender. He specialized in forgery and break-ins. He could scale walls and slip through small windows, notorious for his odd tactics. His most famous heist, before this one, was a bank robbery in 1967, where he pretended to be an engineer and spent five months digging a 300-foot trench to bury a pipe. This pipe carried oxygen to a portable cutting torch he used to break into the bank. He did this so he wouldn't have to lug huge gas tanks through an exposed field. He was most certainly a dedicated and creative criminal. However, during the original investigation of the museum heist, he had an airtight alibi. He had expertly forged exit documents to make it seem like he was out of the country during the time of the robbery. Just another handy skill Diller had. So after 44 years to make, one night to steal, and being wrapped in old newspaper for over two decades, you might ask, where does the queen live today? In a display fit for royalty, she's back at the L.A. Mayor Museum, residing deep within the basement and enclosed behind bulletproof glass. And if you're wondering, did the museum finally add that alarm? Well, we asked and they wouldn't confirm any security details with us. 
Ship Bob isn't just presenting this podcast. They're also a warehouse and 3PL that has a 99.95% accuracy rate, which means you can trust them with your inventory. If you want to learn more about ShipBob and their fulfillment for your DTC brand, click the link in the episode description. Original Heist is hosted by me, Wes Barker, mixed in sound design by Amal Delich and written by Lucas Walker. 